Hello, I'm Brad. And I'm Jason. You are listening to Dice, Dice in, in My Mind. I think this is going to be a fun episode. Um, this is going to be one where it's just you and I, and that hasn't happened in a while. Not, not for quite some time. Not for quite some time. Um, we both have had um, extremely busy Mays and Junes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we've been able to keep up with our recording schedule. You have held the fort down on Twitter by a long shot. Mm. And now we can start to, I know you still have a little bit of time before school really kicks up again in full oh, yeah. force. Oh yeah. Um, so maybe we have some time now to get ahead and we have some really good, cool interviews scheduled yeah, with we do. folks and yeah. we're reaching out to some others. Yep. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, today um, we were talking, this is something you and I talked about for a while was how do you role play a droid? You, you and I have been talking about this. Like you and I have had the conversation of, we need to do an episode on this for almost since the start of the podcast. Yeah. 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 How do because, you play Yeah. And, and, you know, we've played in the one-offs that mm-hmm. you've done. Droids have been an important part of it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously, even if you're playing in the D&D or Pathfinder universe, it may not be a full-on droid. But if you're playing steampunk, you might have some sort of yep. artificial intelligence of some yep. sort, robotics. Yep. That's right. So I don't think this is limited, even in Star Trek, they, you know, data was an Android and we know now, yeah, I guess we know now, thanks to Picard, that there could be, there are others out there. And depending upon where you want to play timeline perspective, you may reintroduce them. I I mean, one, one hopes they'll actually pay attention to the first season by the time they get to the third. Yeah. Yeah. Crossing fingers. Right. But then so, obviously Star Wars, I mean, the, yeah. the, the droids, you know, R2 and C-3PO are central, central, right? They are the two constant figures throughout the, the entire, the entire uh, I think, drama, the entire story. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, even um, like I'm thinking D&D, like when you said opening, uh, like if you have an Eberron game, or, or even if you are in Strixhaven ah, and that's... you want, right, you want to um, have a game that's taking place in the tower. I mean, whether they're quote unquote robots, uh, this robot notion, this mechanical person, right? Um, uh, serious cybernetics or, um, you know, mechanical men from Asimov, this stuff has been around and it's pervaded both sci-fi and fantasy. And it's, it's all throughout our role, our, our role-playing games, even the antithesis of, of the Dune saga. And now that there's this yeah. great, this beautiful Dune game out from Odiphius, um, with, with, you know, uh, Frank Herbert's Dune, saga there are emphatically no robots subsequent to the butlerian jihad and so you never have them but that is a very prevalent aspect of the story even in their absence they're conspicuous well and you might you might i mean you might be creative and try to play very early on much early on in the dune universe than what people are used to seeing with the original movie from the eighties or the new one that just came out, which has garnered a lot of positive attention. I thought so, it was wonderful. It, it, it was beautiful. Too short and, for me. And, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree, but it really picked up the vibe. Like they got yeah. the, the vibe of the book. I, I remember we saw this and it was like, it was like, yeah, I, I think, I think this is working. I think they, they got the feel. Yeah. I th- and, and obviously, you know, the 84 movie didn't do well, but it has a real cult following and it's Patrick I, Stewart. I remember, I, rem- I mean, not that anyone knew him at the time, but I remember, mm-hmm. I mean, Sting was in it. We knew that. Oh yeah. Um, and the, and I can never remember his name, the guy from Twin Peaks. <laughs> oh, Kyle McLaughlin. Thanks. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I we were, Kyle we, McLaughlin, were we were McLaughlin. about 10. And yep. I still I remember watching it and I have vivid memories because I mean that was a pretty intense 
like esoteric movie. Anyways, we're di- we're digressing. Shocking. Yeah. But this is really about robots. It's it's funny. You and I talked right before we record. We we're talking about how much time do you think we'll be able to do? And I'm like, we never should set a minimum time because we would always go over it anyway. We need to set a max time. Yes, um, true. Otherwise, we could talk for hours. Um, so we're going to talk, I think probably the focus for today using, um, a poor man's version of a radio voice. Um, we're going to do robots in space, 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 space. space. Very good. I had to get that out of the system. There we go. That's the, I think we should find a, we should find someone to do a voice, uh, a voice sound for it. Oh, we do have someone who did Dyson mind. That's true. We that, we, do sh- that we should and then have a periodic we should have a periodic segment robots in space robots so, in space i was gonna for future i was gonna hire miss piggy but i like your idea too okay yeah not pigs in space so this came up again when we were talking and when we were playing one shots and that is if you are playing by the way i'm gonna this is what happens when you don't get a lot of sleep i was traveling today mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. someone posted on twitter or on tiktok a video of R2-D2 and C-3PO to the theme music of Perfect Strangers. Oh, interesting. And I'll have to find it. We'll have to put it on Twitter, but it was actually funny. And that brings up why why I digressed real quick on that was one, because I have the attention span of a gnat tonight. And two, um, exactly. (laughs) So I like cheese. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Continue. Yeah. Moving on. Um, do you play a robot or do you play an Android or do you play artificial intelligence with emotion and inflection in their voice? Like you get with C-3PO or even R2-D2 in The Last Jedi, you know, Luke says, watch your language when he's talking to R2. R2, you know? right, right. Yeah. And watch your language. So how do you, you know, and your thoughts on this, just because you have been you know, this has been a fascination of years and there yeah, is there are underlying currents to stories we've told that are bigger because we both have um, a congruence around our interests regarding robotics and other fields. Yep. But yep. how do you play, you know, how do you handle playing a robot if it's a C-3PO where it shows some artificial type of emotion or yeah, emotion, frightened, angry? You know, I can think of Return of the Jedi when Luke floats him and he's freaking out, you know. Um, I didn't know I had it in me. Yeah. yeah I, or R2. I I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think that's one of the reasons why certainly I, but I think we have wanted to talk about this for a while. Because, like, for me, that's a real question mark. I mean, like you said, Brad, I've, I've, God, as long as I, literally as long as I can remember, I've had a fascination with robots, specifically with droids in Star Wars and, and, you know, other stuff too, but like only second to the Jedi droids have fascinated me about Star Wars and about the galaxy in Star Wars, the notion of, of a sentient, I mean, construct. Um, and we could get into that. I mean, like, but that, that exists on a sliding scale. I mean, right? Like you've got the little mouse droid and then you've got R2 and you've got C3PO and others. And I don't, I don't know, you know, I've, um, I've written all kinds of notes and like you were alluding to, like, like when you and I, or you and Brian and I did a few of those, uh, just a few of those sessions uh, several years ago now, a few years ago now, you all know pre COVID. So yeah. Oh, wow. Like four or five years ago now. Um, wow. Um, that the droids featured prominently into the backstory. You guys weren't privy to most of that, but I have this whole backstory laid out. And then when my girls and my nephews were playing with me for a while, for those couple of years of interest, then I tied that all in. So, I mean, like I've got, I've got really copious crab notes about this whole, this whole, whatever, but let me ask you though, because I, I, I'm not trying to, we're not doing, I'm not interviewing you, but I know this because of what we play. And there's a very detailed and intricate understory to this. And obviously I know high level themes from playing, not from you giving any info. Right. 
when you went into writing this and developing this, in effect, world building, galactic yeah, yeah. building. Just just for the backstory, yeah. Yeah. You know, how did you, did you anticipate or think about how, and I can answer this in my own way, but I'm just yeah. curious, how you would play androids of various emotional or um, states of yeah. intelligence or what um, is the term? I can't. Sentience. Um, sens- uh, no, yeah. self, being oh. self-aware. Self-awareness. Yeah, sentience. Yeah, self-awareness. Yeah. I <clears throat> Okay, so. Boy, that's a good question. I'm going to turn it back to you in a sec because I think yeah. you've—I I really think you've thought this through well more than I have. The short answer is not really. No, the 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 slightly longer, honest, transparent answer is because I was GMing. I wasn't all that worried about it. Um, you know, so I mean, as you know, one one of the things that's always interested me about uh, robots, droids, what, whatever, uh, androids and Star Trek. One of the things that's, inter- that's interested me as both the GM and a player is this question of, well, like, I mean, basically you're asking, Brad, how human would they be? How human would you play them? That's and, good, yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, interesting. And and I, I always, like, was more curious, like, okay, what because you really asked a couple of different questions, I think. What would be their belief systems? Like, one of the most fascinating things to me in all of Star Wars lore is when R2-D2 says, thank the maker. I think that was one of the most brilliant things Lucas did with all of canon, because in that one comment, as he's being dipped into his oil bath, it, it, there's a hint. Never. Oh, really that was C three PO that did that. See, I'm so. What did I say? In you, you said R two, but I'm episode sorry. four. I'm now sorry. I know what you're talking yeah, yeah, about. I'm yes. sorry. R two, C three PO. When he said that, it to me, even as a kid, it's like, wait, that just opened up a whole world of droid existence, thought, belief, etc. I I want to know. I. I want to know that, right? The only other, to me, the only other real provocative hint that we got was, uh, man, which prequel was it? Um, was it episode two where Obi-Wan goes to visit Dax and goes for coffee? And um, and and they yeah. make the comment of, um, you know, it's a good thing that droids aren't self-aware, whatever, whatever. And it's like, wait, they are. And so I, I honestly, uh, it's a terrible answer, Brad. I've, I've never given much thought to how to play them so much as to how to just think about their psychology. So let me flip it back to you. Cause I think you've thought more about, and, and, and you can't just say I would do it with a bad Irish accent. No, no, no. We've, we've been through that. It, it's not, funny not as an NPC. As... Uh, <laughs> Oh, top of the morning. No, and you bring up, yeah, you know, so you funny you mentioned episode two. I think so, right? Yes, Dex, Dexter, Jetster. When Obi Wan, I wish they would. I really hope they would do something with him and Obi Wan at some. Oh, I'm just assuming he's going to have his own limited series after Ahsoka, and it's going to be like um like an '80s diner sitcom. And I'm, he I'm and he says, "I found the yeah no 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 no." But that would like Alice, you know, yeah, like the show. That's Alice exactly the what 80s. I'm thinking. Like Alice, um, <laughs> you know, like you already because look what they did with his with his waiter. That was flow. Yeah. Oh goodness, yes, yeah. But he says in that episode, he goes, you know, when they're talking about the the dart, Camino. Good, Saber you dart. found it. Good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Read a bit, brother. And it says, and and Dex says, it's funny the little cuts on the side that gives it away. Those analysis droids only focus on symbols. I should think that you Jedi would have more respect for the difference between knowledge. Then he goes <laughs> and wisdom. Mm-hmm. So, and he says it lighthearted, but the difference mm-hmm. between knowledge and wisdom with droids, and that hit me when I watched that episode. Well, like, like, so, so, so then like Jar Jar meeting Qui-Gon Jinn for the first time saying, well, I speak and, and Qui-Gon saying, your speech does not connote intelligence. Yes. Um, now, no. in, in fact, both of those state, th- that's wildly wrong, but that's why we're talking about this tonight, today. 
Well, there was, and there was, and I'll, I'll hit this up later because we talk about this idea of, I never thought of this. I saw something online and this will play into it. Um, Is every, is every system in the star Wars galaxy Mm -hmm. have sentient life on it. And there has been no indication that they haven't and that they don't. The closest you have is where they said Dantooine and they said the base there has been um, abandoned for some time. But think about it. You can go to Star Trek and see Class L, Class M, Class N worlds that don't have any sentient species. There's been no discussion, nor any but this is really we're taking no, a No, this is this. exactly where we want to go. Yeah. Yeah, this is I love it. but there's been no indication that there is there are systems out there, systems, maybe not planets, better yeah. better way yeah, of saying yeah. it is systems. System. Okay, systems. Systems without sentient life. And the person that talked about it, this is someone I'll I'll post it on on Twitter sometime. It he's an interesting character that he does discussions like this on TikTok. Yes, I have watched way too much TikTok. You really um, have. Yeah. And and during and during travel, I have found some non-joking serious uh feeds that are interesting. Well, this one and I want you says, to send me. Yeah. yeah, I will send you this one yeah. because because he talks about the fact that he goes, obviously, nothing like this is canon yet fully. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is in that galaxy at that point, the force permeates everywhere. everywhere. And because the force permeates everywhere, the force is a living force everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's different than our galaxy in theory. Maybe. And as, yeah, maybe. But as such, that's why you see life and so many different species so much more prevalent in oh, the, gal- the, the galaxy I see far, far away. But even with that, yeah. they still create artificial life forms. And obviously droids, we saw R2-D2, or at least we didn't see his creation, mm-hmm. but we saw him in his first role yeah. repairing a Naboo ship in episode one. Okay, so... Um, so okay, so this so let's let let's let me bring this or let's bring this together to some RPGs. Yeah. So it's an interesting, it's a really interesting point. So right away, what comes to mind for me is well, obviously Star Wars and the canon of Star Wars and RPG, but then Star Trek as well as Dune, probably some others. Okay, so so just hear me out here. Yeah. Star Wars, the the canon of Star Wars says that the galaxy has been a galactic civilization for tens of thousands of years, ever yep. since the the creation of hyperspace lanes, ever ever since the discovery of hyperspace and the ability to apply hyperspace, right? And so, yes, we know that there are the unknown regions. And yep. we know that there is wild space. I, I was just I was just saying to our our now mutual friend Aaron earlier this this morning, um, or maybe it was maybe it was sorry, it actually might have been yesterday. But I was talking about Chiss and the Thrawn novels, and yes. and like like I mean, and what Timothy Zahn has done is just wonderful in terms of situating them out there. Okay, so there there's the unknown in Star Wars, but most of the galaxy has been mapped right yes okay now dune not quite as deep a history but 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 what is dune 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 technically as a story is like a 15 to 17000 year history yeah right from from old earth all the way okay um oh we could well there's no there's no role playing game to my knowledge for asimov's uh foundation empire and robot series but but my God, or I should really say, sorry, Robot Empire Foundation series. But my God, if someone wants to make it, I will be the first one to subscribe to that Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. But my point is, it's the same kind of thing. So you have not everything is known, but a lot is because it's a really deep history. Now you go to Star Trek at the opposite end. I never got this as a kid. In fact, it wasn't until really my late 30s that I figured this out. You and I have talked about this, how in Star Trek, actually known space is really finite. Oh, really finite. Really, right? Like a majority of the galaxy is totally unknown. 
so when it comes to sentient computer life, um, like like look at what happened with the end of Picard season one. Now I'm really curious, Brad, what, if anything, Modifius will do around that in their Picard book oh. um, that they announced. Because here's this extra galactic, intergalactic, sentient robot society willing to exterminate all organic life. Well, that part sucks, but seriously, you could have just kept going with that season, right? For yeah, the way, uh, oh my without God. getting too deep in it, the way that got cut off, that left, that there was, there's so much hanging from that. Fingers crossed for third, for third season, but bringing it back to RPG and to your question, it's like, okay, so, so however we would want to play it, uh, like play a droid would be, I think, potentially powerfully affected by the game by the canon, right? Like if you, like I had a character X ohm who I yep. ended up only ever playing as an NPC. And I wrote a short story about him. In fact, we did that as a wonderfully not listened to bonus uh, episode of the podcast, but I wanted to try it. And so I had this NPC who I fashioned after uh, uh, K2SO from from rogue one that's um, right because i just love the character but again how i would do that would be different than how i would play an android in star trek and then diff probably different how i would play it in some of the other canons as well that's that's and i i got i think i got sidetracked and that's that's the point is you know there is a broad spectrum within star wars yep, of yep how you can play a droid um you would you, would, you could have a garbage can droid and just play yes him. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean you know throw throw like a in what was a last jedi throw a garbage can over um oh goodness me i'm really bad tonight what was the what's the you what's pose yeah what's pose name dread name oh damn no damron I know Poe's Dameron. Oh, oh BB-8. BB-8. Good grief. Oh, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Um, put the garbage can over BB-8 and um, oh, that that's, could be your droid. Oh, you know? I'm sorry. I, side note, because this is relevant. Yeah. Uh, my niece, right, when we were all out in California for the family event, my brother and family, they went, they came in through LA. You know, you know this, went to Galaxy's Edge. I think you talked to him. But yeah. um, I went over to their hotel room then in San Diego and uh and the he and the boys bought lightsabers built them she built a bb unit oh and i walked in and this little bb unit it's only about this but you guys can't see our listeners but mm. it's um maybe Mm, but the size of but the size of one's head on average yeah or? maybe eight yeah maybe eight to ten inches across um so smaller but but heavy um and she was driving it around rolling it around with the remote and i mean it looks like a droid it oh, moves see, like a droid cool. right so yeah so yeah exactly so you know i didn't put a trash can on it but in retrospect i should have no, I, but you know what, that would be more, I mean, we've talked about lightsabers because my son bought one, but yep. um, having a droid, just because we've talked about this. So Star Wars, you can play the spectrum. I could play, you know, a protocol right. droid of various levels of protocol. Let's be you honest. Could, you could you know? play uh, an intelligent astromech. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could, you know, like you said, K2SO. Mm -hmm. um, Chopper, right? Yep. Has attitude, Chopper. has killed people. Um, what was the K2SO is the Rogue One yep. droid. I cannot remember of Lando's droid's name. Lando's uh, droid's name. Oh, I never she was an awesome droid. Yeah. Um, and but unique. Yeah, I, I yeah. never remember her 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 name. That's right. Um there's a whole canon story. L um L337 or L3. L3, okay. Yeah. And um, you know. When she died at the end or like towards the end it. of Solo, yeah, and she got plugged in and became part of the Falcon. But, so yep. when you hear, yep. um, they did in, it in twelve parsecs. It's because I mean, talk about a retcon. Oh, they did a good job of that. <laughs> they did a good job of that. Yeah, but they even retconned L three in because yeah. um, when three PO 
is when they're when they're in empire when they're flying around yes, han goes good, plug man. him into the plug him into the to the falcon to see yeah. what's going on well yeah. that's l3 right so right so oh. you could play something like that or you could play um i remember as a kid r5d4 which was the other droid that blew out a, a oh, gasket in episode yes, one yes or power droid there's yeah. actually stories how yep. there's a I can't remember if it's legends or canon where the droid um, R5D4 supposedly purposefully blew uh, a capacitor oh, or whatever. Interesting. Because he knew and he thought that R2 needed to be with 3PO. Now, interesting. Interesting, well, and, interesting but, story. But, but look at then, like, look at the, the, the fiction around Dr. Afra. Yep. and her droids. So I think, I think, I mean, what you're demonstrating. Point, I'm really dancing around this, but the point no, being is, no, is you're you can, not. You can you can play a droid as dynamic as a three PO or an L three or a K two SO. So in Star Wars, I mean, I think you make an excellent argument, and I think you have to have all those examples. You can really play a droid any way you want, so long as you're consistent for that character. Character, and and I'll, then I'll we'll move to Star Trek. But um, when I was down in florida the past couple days and i i haven't even had a chance to tell you this when you go into the stores and um sites this is at disney springs this isn't the true park this is the shopping what used to be downtown disney yep they have a lot of um stuff for purchase that is star wars droids there were there were action figures that have like 12 different droids in them and they were all unique, different droids. Oh my God. And I was so That's tempted. Cool. I just didn't know where to pack it. Yeah. Um, so tempted because it would have given us in effect figurines for all these unique. Droids. Oh, that's the last thing. It, it that would have been so much fun. And so the last thing we need. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, you would, you would be proud. I resisted the urge. Good job. Um, and I walked out, but all these different packages, some of them were just in different spots, but there were some that were unique droids. There's a whole like star Wars droids brand of material out there. Interesting. So, so, and so in star Wars, then the tech is so old. Yeah. Right. And so except now, now we're, we're, we're glossing over for today for tonight's episode, we're glossing over, um, the fact that look, one could argue fairly well that droids across the galaxy are are compulsed slave labor. It's that we're we're ignoring all of that. We're ignoring the ethics. Those are other aspects of playing a droid. But in terms of just how to play them as a PC, in terms of emotions, thought, etc. So carte blanche. Okay, let's hop over because I don't think I've shown you this yet. Um, well, I have to grab something behind me. Let's yeah. hop over to Star Trek. Yeah. So. Interestingly, with Star Trek, we don't have that type of dynamic approach because let's be honest, in Star Trek, you know, this dynamic approach to being able to play like we do in Star Wars, because we are at the minus the work that obviously we now see the Sung family having done into the 20, early 21st century, mm-hmm. whatever that is, um, it's still a new untamed realm it is literally one of the last um uncharted or semi-charted frontiers which is artificial intelligence so though though they've dabbled and it's been inconsistent but it's been creative so like with tos right we with the original series and so this is canon so it's 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 all fodder great fodder for role-playing you know you've got the somewhat disjointed um, episodes around the sentient computers, right? Because yep. you think about the 60s, it made sense. That was a, a fascination and anxiety for some. Um, and and so like you think of um where is it? Sorry, where, where was I gonna go with that? Um you you got some of the computers, the computers that can take over societies. Um, oh, Skynet and Terminator. And, oh, well, no, no, I'm, yeah. I'm so good. That's a good point. We gotta go. Sorry, yeah, I I'm thinking on that. Trek though, but like you think of um I'm try- I can see it. I'm trying to think of the characters. So like Daystrom, after whom the Institute was named, yep. right? Um, and so you have things like that. Um, obviously, you've got Data and his android brethren, 
like lore and before and whatnot, and the whole positronic matrix, which of course is an homage to Isaac Asimov's positronic, right? Positronic robots and mechanical men, that type of thing. Um, yes. And and then you have, you know, really lower decks has done more for exploring some of this notion of of computer and robot sentience than anything now you i don't think i've shown this to you it just arrived days ago i had um uh our friend aaron has a thing for this character so i thought okay i'm not i i wouldn't normally get one for myself but they just went on sale and um and we even worked it into the book in just one little one little sentence because it, it not a great leadership example. Tell me, Smalls. I want to see this. I'm now. gonna I'm gonna hold this up to the camera, and then Brad can can explain. Oh, for the goodness <laughs> me! So I have a lapel pin of what? That's the Star Trek logo, or that's no, the Federation. Who is, that's the no, Starfleet who is logo. This? I don't from, low, from lower decks. I can't remember the name, but I oh, know what you. Okay, so Badgy. Ensign Rutherford That's tries right. to create a training program, a tutorial program on the holodeck and, and does something where it gets out of hand. And then, and so Badgie's like, I'm going to tear your eyes out. Right. And just, you get this truly I need to evil, go back and watch this again. Truly evil, questionably sentient computer AI who tries to kill them in the holodeck. Aaron, if you're obsessed about this character, I think I need to get a better understanding of this because yeah, I'm not sure it's healthy that he is, but no, I am. I, I that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's just so so. Um, I'll need some reverse therapy on that one. Yeah, but, yeah, you you might, but but the point is that like no, Star it, Trek, right? Has in Star Trek, it's much more, um, much more unexplored. Like every. Like if I were going to play a PC or an NPC in Star Trek Adventures, to me. Every example of computer or robot sentience would essentially provide something new and I could play it maybe how I wanted, but I'd probably be more necessarily intentional about it because like for the Federation to know about it, it would become a, it would become a big deal. Yeah. And I'm, I think, and this is where I was, I was um, kind of going is, is that there's, there's more limits right now. And it depends on how much you want to start, you know, taking a stick and swirling it into yeah. cannon, into the yeah, cannon right. soup. Right. But you could um, really drive, you could, you could go in a, in, in a different direction. I mean, obviously we didn't, they had episodes of it, but you really didn't, obviously the Sung and the Positronic Matrix and all that, like you said, didn't come around till TNG era, but there yep. is a lot of material out there with, with Bruce Maddox and others. Oh. You just, you know, where you could play and you could in theory play, you had B4, what happened to B4 where you ended up in a, um, that's in right. a drawer. Right. And, and with all the synths now. I mean, that's kind yes. of exploded a wide open. Now, if we hop again, we could look at like cyberpunk at the game. Yes. We could look at, um, I, I'm, I'm going to cross genres a bit here, but we could look at cyberpunk. We could look at, uh, at um, uh, uh, Starfinder. We could look at um, Android's uh, Beanstalk game. I'm to help me out here. I'm I, I just blocked on. I always call it Android, but um, well, yeah, because the world of Android. Yeah, Shadows of the Beanstalk. Thank yes. you, Shadows of the Beanstalk. But in the Android, and so here we kind of have the spectrum from fully human to fully synthetic, and again, you could get away really playing that however you wanted. Although my thinking would be, if I were playing in uh in a in a setting like that, like a cyberpunk setting, um, a dystopian setting, I would be more want to figure, okay, the closer this organism, this entity, this person is to humanity, the more richly emotional I would probably play them. And the closer they were to pure synthetic sentience, the more, um, if not cerebral, then more analytic, logical, I would play them. 
um, that would be my bias because to me that would jibe that that would fit the mojo of those canons and of the world building. Yeah, I you know I even I had to look this up. Um, some of these are RPG related. Some of them you may you may in effect hijack or use how you would play this care how you would play droids or artificial intelligence. I'm thinking yeah. of like um, an alien. Yeah, Bishop Michael yes. or Lance Bishop. Yes, is um, an advanced model android, completely sentient. As yeah. far as it, how it looks to us, you know, but just an Android, it, it, it's very data soon esque in terms mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the type of his behavior and such in terms of with data and all that post emotion shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Lance Bishop. And honestly, yeah. Um, yeah, not so much the character that they caricatured in Spaceballs, but um hey no, no was, judgment that was played by john hurt but um oh no not again and the little animal pops out and does oh, the hello you know baby. which which um i mean look we're still waiting for the the red dwarf rpg but go on <laughs> that'll be awesome attention rpg gaming companies who are listening I mean, actually just all, take all two of you that actually out. listen to the show yes yeah yes just, red dwarf you know, rpg uh look if anyone if anyone with edge or modifius uh or come on green Aronian, you know you're itching to do some sci-fi yes <laughs> i guarantee you we would take like a two-week break from broadcasting just so that we had time to play it as much as we want to do that same thing with others we would beta test that, but moving on. Yeah, yeah, we, we um, really would. Point being is, is that story of my life. It, okay. it feels like, you know, not. What's the best way to do this? Non non Star Wars fantasy. Yeah. yeah. You play. You would almost play a more serious character if they are artificial uh, intelligence and they have a level of sentence. A, a less emotional or emotive character. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas. Mm-hmm. Even with Star Wars, they've given us that door to open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, the question then becomes, and I think this is what precipitated, and I'm going to kind of wrap back around with some of this. I, I think it's safe to say, I'm going to, even before I ask the question, your answer would be yes. Would you, yes. or what would be the oh. challenges? The answer is 42. Yeah, um, well done. In playing a droid as your primary PC. I still and could you, that. yeah, but I you, could wait, you do on. that. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Go I ahead. was just going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to broaden it. Could you play okay. a droid in the star Wars universe as yes. your primary character, uh-huh. your PC? And. and would you be able to do it in the star Trek or other um, like an alien or whatever the case may be? type of universe or environment could you pc character oh, that that's way? a well so it's a great question i mean yes my my answer would be broadly yes i think you're right though at least the implication of what you're saying is certainly right because there's so much because there are so many droid examples in star wars i think it would be easiest to play it in star wars a, a droid pc be, because there's so much material to draw on Right. I mean, there's just so much. Yeah. Um, canon yeah. and 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 soft canon, right? Um, I think in other RPGs, it would depend. Like if I were running up the beanstalk with Android, well, there's so much guidance on that and it would fit so naturally. Okay, easy. Uh Star Wars, I'm sorry, Star Trek. Um for me would honestly be a little more difficult in part because I would want to stay within the bounds of Canon. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. But still have fun with it. Um, Honestly, I'm not sure I would approach it a whole lot differently than playing a Vulcan. Um, What about you? How would you handle it? What's the answer? Your answer to this. Yeah. And I think, I think you, you, you hit it on the head. I'll come back to Trek from a Star Wars perspective. Yep. Um, I think it would be very easy to PC, especially a K2SO or an L3. 
I think it might be a little more difficult yes. to do like a 3PO protocol droid or an astromech droid. Big time. Um, mm-hmm. But those full on, you know, you know, the, the K2SO droids, stolen yeah. from the Empire, the humanoid mm-hmm. droids, very easy and could be very fun because you could make them. And or said, as, I can't kill you. What's that? And or said, yeah. I can't kill you. Yeah, yeah, you could. I mean, Alan Tudyk as K2SO, Alan oh. Tudyk, you could, you could put him at any show and I'll watch it. Exactly. Alan, would you like to join us and, inter- and let us interview you for an episode? Again, I have to put that in the show notes. Um, there it is. But um, those. I think Star Trek, I think it would be fascinating to play. You hit it right on the head. Nobody is a clown synthetic in Star Trek. You have Soji, you have her sister. I can't remember her name. You have Data. You have the other ones that are on the planet with... um, it's not Adam. I can't remember the, the soon that was. Oh, I know what you're one. talking about. Yeah. You know, so you could play based off of that. But the problem is, is the idea of the Daystrom Institute, the soon family line, the data family line, the synthetics from episode one. I think it is so highly ingrained into potential canon plot lines. Yeah. With, with the exception in terms of being able to ham it up or whatever of in Trek, the exocomp peanut hamper. Oh, the so, exocomps. So there is, and specifically peanut hamper, who turned out to be a bit of a doink. Um, there, there is some precedent, but but yes, keep yeah, keep going. So, I forgot. Yeah. Oh, we should have come back. The exocomps are great, but point being is, is I think it would be interesting to play. I think you're right, though. Playing a droid, unless you really decided to bend cannon would be very Vulcan-esque or serious, however you want to. I think that's how I'd play it. Un- unless you're um, going the, the synth route. Yes. But for me, the challenge... Oh, you know what? Yeah, because Soji um, yep, they're had a right? sense of humor and everything at the beginning of episode two. It was interesting. So yeah, I I, I will back I will back off I mean, my like, statement. Like but the, the, re- the reimagined BSG, if you were the high-level... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, One of the seven. The, right. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. yeah. No, no, but that's another one too. I think I think the problem with playing it in Star Trek is um, there's not a lot of room to do that that wouldn't mess with canon, at least right yeah, now. Just have to be careful. That's all. Yeah. You know, the same thing with Romulans. You know, there's a lot about Romulus and the Romulan culture and all that that yep. we don't understand, even after Picard episode one, that gave yep. us a lot of insight into it. Um, or even with um, Discovery with Navarre. And the integration of the two or the continued integration yep, of the cool. two species. Yep. Um, I still think it would be very difficult to play that if you were to the type like we are, where we wouldn't really want to dance on canon. Other people might. I don't begrudge you that. It's just you and I both together um, are very cautious about it because we don't want to go back and watch a show and say, oh, it just trampled on, you know, two years yeah, of a game right, we've been playing, exactly. you know, so yeah. Though we should be so lucky as to spend two years playing a campaign. <laughs> well, in 10 years, we might have two years worth of gaming time in. Maybe. So, you <laughs> yeah. know, but um, yeah, I think there, I think, but you bring up BSG, if you ever wanted to do, I think there's something out there that's been BSG RPG related at some point in the past. I'd have to go look. Um, oh, yeah. You could play yeah. the final, it was the final five, right? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, very good. But again, one could do yeah. something. I mean, it, it, I mean, I guess we kind of have our answer then, Brad, that, that you know, having argued this out, that playing a sentient robot or just an artificial sentience, let's call it that way, synthetic sentience, would, yep. at least for us, be powerfully influenced by the game and the oh, yeah. canon that might influence that game. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and again... There, I don't think there was a, a brief answer for it. Otherwise, we oh, wouldn't no. have talked about doing an episode on it. So we've been a little, you know, especially me, I've been a little out there in terms of some of the topics I brought up. But I think all this little so. detail plays into yeah. what we think would be successful. Yes. And then the question I'll leave for another discussion another yeah. time so we can head over to the, to the, the jam, corner, jam yeah. corner is how best. Now, we've talked about what it would like playing it as a PC character. Uh-huh. How do you integrate that really properly and make it very creative, very creative as a game master or even a 
DM if you're playing as, as an NPC. Yeah. How do you play that as a game mastered NPC character within the confines of any of those universes? This one we could go yeah. off. We could really I, go off I'm, down a rabbit hole. I, I, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make a statement for us to argue in a future episode. Okay. I think it will be much easier. I want to. I want to say I'll. I'll wait to comment, but I agree. <laughs> but I still think there's it does it's a discussion. It's a discussion happening. to have. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. have we'll have another because I yeah. think there's because mm-hmm. and I think for those that do listen, and I know we could reach out to some of our, our friends out there in the mm-hmm. Twitterverse and in the gaming verse, mm-hmm. they do it. They do it obviously where we haven't yet. Um, and it would be interesting to get perspectives on that and have a discussion about it just based off of the perspectives of our friends out there who do GM. Mm-hmm in worlds where there, whether it is, yeah. like you said, Genesis, Android, Star Wars, whatever the case is, BSG, I, you know, I, uh, yeah, I, I have thoughts. I, like you said, I think maybe we need to make some new friends for the podcast. I think we've, you've been saying that for 30 years and it's never oh, no. worked. So I mean, I, for, no, it's, that's true. I I've got enough. In fact, too many looking across the screen, but yeah, but that's I, my point I, is, is you keep, yeah. you've been saying for, you've been threatening for years to find new friends and it never happens. No, so I'm yeah. just not. Yeah. Apologies. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to get your hopes up. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I, um, um, but, but I, I, no, really seriously though, I think, um, I think we have some work to do because wouldn't it be lovely to bring a guest or two on yeah to help answer this question of of how do you handle these kinds of characters but to be continued everybody yeah because let's let's wander over to the gm corner because we've got stuff to discuss yeah and i'll and i'll talk about mine in a second because mine's much more limited but i know even with me traveling this week that it's not even, we don't, uh, you got some new material in that it seems invigorating in many ways. It, it is. Should, should we just start there? Yeah, I think um, you should. Okay. So it is not my normal read. Obviously, you know, courtesy of you, uh, I've fallen in love with, with D and D. I mean, I just thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, yep. I don't have nearly as many, volumes uh on my shelf as you do but when i count them i have far i mean i was hesitant to spend the money on just the three core books and one two three four five six seven oh my uh you have the monster manual oh yeah i've got oh yeah i've got oh you do okay i've got eight of the eight so far uh and and then the re-release of uh what is it ad and d and then um two of Jeff Ashworth's books, which are wonderful. And then this one. So I'm holding in my hand, Midnight Legacy of Darkness, one of the very first volumes put out by the newly begun Edge Studio. Uh, This is based, it's, I think it's actually a third edition of the original Midnight Game by Greg Benage and Robert Vaughn, although this one, as I'm as I'm making book noises, but I suppose that's appropriate right now. Oh, that's fine. This this one came out in 2021, so it's really quite new. Um, this was uh, designed and developed by Sam Greater Stewart, right? Of 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 FFG and now Edge, yep. renowned. Um, so uh, first of all, it is a beautifully produced. Uh, core rule book. And I'm not sure that does it justice. So Midnight Legacy of Darkness, essentially, here's what I had read and um, about it. And this is why I've been following this since their very first announcement a couple of years ago. Let's go back to Tolkien's Middle Earth, right? Which we all know was the genesis of D&D, right? Back mm-hmm. in the day, how could, how could Gary Gygax and Dave Arneson and others play in that world? Well, we know quite well now, but um, let's say that Mordor never fell. Now, oh, that's right. Yeah. So now, because I've been telling you about this, but you were traveling, so it wasn't yep. an opportune time to get into this. Now, let's essentially rewrite the story so it's our own IP. Um, But, okay, so like I read the first not quite third, like the first chapter is not quite 30 pages 
of backstory. The uh, editing on here is first rate. The story, it's dark. I mean, I just keep, I think of that scene from Deadpool, so dark, right? And that's, <laughs> and, and that's what I thought of when I was reading through this. And I've been through this two or three times now, flipping through it. Um, it's quite the tome, but it's so dark, but it's so well done. And essentially, what if the evil God had won and forbidden magic across the world and there had been a century of darkness? Boom. Now you're in the game. And and so this is the this is the premise. And it's it's absolutely fascinating. And it just gets five stars from me because the everything from the layout to the print quality to the to the subtlety and of yet evocativeness of the art. Um this is just this is the quality of writing and con concepts and editing and production that that we should see in everything. Like you and I have talked about how how tightly uh produced DD's books are from Wizards. Yeah. Um I would argue this is even a step up from that. So let me ask. So one of the yeah. things you and I have talked about and um we've talked about in the past is just the readability of a rule book. You know, just how we love to go and read yes. systems. Yes. You know, even if we aren't going to play them right this minute, because we just don't have the time to play anything right now, um, the grabbing a tome or a rule book or a resource book yeah. off the shelf and reading it and learning from it, almost like a, I wouldn't say like a, like a novel, but like a textbook. Maybe that's the wrong way to put it. For some folks that might have well, negative that connotation. Makes it sound for, exciting. Well, but for you and I, I think I'm just going to say as a, as a novel. <clears throat> Um, how, but for you and this? I, as a as a as a text research, how, okay. How about how about this? It's a core rule book that handles like a source book. Thank you, but but just sitting down yes. and reading it, you mm -hmm. know, not even not even so much to play at the moment. Um, you know, do you have? Is it worth it for you to actually sit there and be able to do that? Yeah. And I mean, this one, like I barely broken the surface. There's so much. And, and it's interesting, Brad. And I, 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 because you were traveling and you were with, with family, I wasn't, I, I, I was trying not to send you a lot of this and bothering you with this, but um, there are interesting, now this is my read of it, but there are interesting echoes in here. So they have races, but they're a little different. And it's not about racial characteristics like D and D it's about cultural traits and so they they took that step that both wizards and pathfind Pfizer are trying to do and so in here it's like okay so what were your experiences where and how were you raised how do those intersect with your physiology etc um this to me okay this sounds kind of dorky but but i mean it this to me strikes it it kind of strikes me as an intersection of D and D, Tolkien's Middle Earth, and Star Wars. Ooh, I there's no sci-fi in here, but um, it's narrative think, dice, right? It's the it's the uh, Genesis. No, no, that's what attracted me. This is five E. I did you say it before? I may have missed it. I, but... We haven't talked about it for a while. No, okay. no, this is you have to have the D and D core books to play this this is a d20 oh. 5e system which is what intrigued me so much about it well played edge uh, yeah and so um so the it the story is so tolkien-esque and then of course the game aspect is so dnt but then i'm trying to remember what is it the there's this hint to me of Star Wars in the sense of, I don't know, I don't, I can't, I can't articulate it well yet, Brad. It, like the sense of the, of the story, the sense of the, of the scope. Oh, I know, I know what it is because um, it's not that there's this force element, but because magic has been tamped down and outlawed in the realm, that there's this recognition that there is, there is still 
right, this, this potential interaction of arcana and nature. And it just, to me, feels like kind of a natural force vibe, if you will. Oh, no, no, I get what you're um, saying. There's something that's, yeah, it's, you know, something that's underlying that has been maligned and restricted. Yeah. So we'll, we'll just, see our, our goal listeners. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. Our, yeah. our, we, we're hoping we can get someone um, uh, who is involved with the game to chat with us. Um, we, we really want to talk about and learn more about and broadcast this wonderful new game. Brad, uh, what have you been I, doing in the gym? Yeah. And I have, and I'll be honest with you. There yeah. hasn't been no. um, a lot of reading the past couple of weeks because i'm going to break the the timeline wall that we try to keep and that is i had uh covid two weeks ago and not terrible but i i am encountering and dealing with some pretty heavy duty fatigue yeah. and then this past week i was vacationing i did i think i texted you on saturday and said you know i need to take a book i'm going to take a book with me yeah so what and did I, you decide i thought about taking um uh the um, Klingon core rule book from Modiphius. Yep. Yep. I remember. But that. I have think, I love the fact that Modiphius sends and you get the PDF yeah, when right. you buy the book from them. Right. So I'm like, I don't need to take a book because I, I was almost overpacked anyway. Because of science. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so I took that and I was reading through that because I cannot remember Boy, there's a lot of that this week. Mm. Um, we were talking about, again, what I was just talking about with you, reading these like a source book or just like a book, reading it from yes. cover to cover. Yes. And that's what I started doing with um, Klingon source book. But mm-hmm. I want to, and I won't have time for the next couple of weeks, yep. but I do want to read um, the Terranoth Genesis book and the Android source book because oh, I haven't boy. read through those. Oh, wow. Detail. I haven't really read through them at all yet. We haven't even honest. talked about them for how long, man? No. So Different. I thought that might be an interesting, because I think, I don't, shouldn't think, I know there's material in there that will be handy for us in upcoming episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to finish going through the, the Klingon book. Yep. Um, kudos to you, Jim and team. And then oh, yeah. um, I'm going to head back and hit some Genesis stuff just because even though we stopped doing what we talked about with Genesis a while back, there's still, the system is still oh, really cool. It's a gore. I'm still waiting for more to come out. I, I, so yeah. And then, and then the other thing I have to do is there's a game that I'm playing out online on Facebook that I have gotten behind on because of being sick oh. and being out of town. Uh, Droids and Destiny, ironically, yes, are ironically are, by with, you with, with Brian on Facebook, which was just uh, granted we were moving slowly and I was moving slowly, but it was just starting to pick up some intrigue. Yeah, and then all of a sudden I fell off because of everything. Well, I, I mean, but, every, every yeah, just between family and travels and whatnot, everyone's been busy. Yeah, but now mm-hmm. you know things will. You have you have a couple of things going on over the next week or two, mm-hmm. and then it mm-hmm. and then we really are going to start to fall back into some sense of normalcy, in terms yeah. of regular schedules. Yeah, we'll always be busy. Yeah, because we're both going to be home after. At, I'm going to be I'm going to be traveling for the next several days again, and then then nothing until until winter break. So, yep, that's that. Yep, you're going to be hearing a lot more interesting conversations moving forward. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So not anything really new, but I have been doing some reading and I have Good. my, I have my marching orders. And then there are things, obviously we've talked about in terms of us planning for our next round of creatives and folks yeah. who would be willing oh, to come man. and sit with us. So, yep. um, and we, and we've had such high quality, it's going to be a challenge for us to continue to always find those high quality folks that, would be willing to talk with us. There's good quality folks out there. It's just yeah. trying to get them to believe yep. that we're a legitimate show before to get them. To I know I up. have my doubts. So. Yeah. So well, good. That's all. That's all it for me. All right. You heard it here first, everybody, as always, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for indulging us this week for this episode. This is a topic that Brad and I have, <clears throat> we've just been wanting to play with it for better than a year and there was finally a lull in the schedule of interviews that allowed it. And it was like, Brad's like, let's do it. Let's do it. And I'm glad we did because now I really want to play a droid. And I've got 
some ideas that I didn't have before. So um, stay tuned, you all and Brad. You have yeah. to do the the be well, stay well. You didn't do that last I, time. I'm not That's done. Your, oh, I, okay. I'm I, going back. I, I, going you know, to mute. Right. Going to mute. You're right. You know, it's funny. I remember years ago, I was wrapping up class one day and one of the students stopped me and they were like, wait, you got to say it. <laughs> uh, uh, dead serious. So, you know, the deal, everybody, um, we live in um, remarkably interesting times. Uh, be well, stay well. We will see you all next week uh, for a renewed vigor of interviews. Just wait and see. Bye-bye.